Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Ring, 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 ring. Hello? <laughs> Welcome to the blank slate. Thanks for pushing play. Uh, here in Chicago is uh, one half of your hosts, uh, Rich Camelucci, and down in Orlando, Florida, Chris Mullet. Mullet, dude, how you doing? Oh, I am as peachy as a peach pit in Peachville. Fuck. Uh, so good. Yeah, I'm. I'm here with you talking football that I don't watch. In this moment, I am good. All right. Well, if it'll cheer you up, um, I could tell you that this is the first time I'm saying this in my life, which should come as a surprise to both me and you. I dropped my phone in pizza tonight. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's, I'm back. All right, now let's do this. <laughs> the, uh, fact, the fact that, the fact that that has never, I know. ever happened in your life. Now, all right, now, that's just pizza. Now, yeah. should we go through all the different pasta dishes? Uh, yes to linguine, no to penne. Uh, lost it. I've, I've lost it in a ziti. Um, how did you lose it in a ziti? It got deep. Uh, that sounds like that sounds like the shittiest Italian porn ever. I lost it in a ziti. <laughs> Cooked it into a lasagna, but that's easy to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. When it happened, I was just like, not mad or upset or like, oh, it was just like, oh, surprised right. it hasn't happened sooner. I can die now. You yeah. know, that's, that's, that's good. <laughs> I'm always terrified when I'm pissing that I'm going to drop the phone in the toilet. Oh, so don't worry. In four weeks, I'll tell you that I finally happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> I dropped my phone. Uh, <laughs> what was the thing I messaged you and Spencer? I about? smeared oh. my list. <laughs> I smeared my list. <laughs> I did it at work, and my my coworkers were looking at me really fucking weird. They're like, so, "What's the matter with you?" Okay, so real quick, what we do here on uh, this edition of the Blank Slate is we're oh, going yeah. week by week through the NFL season uh, in different ways, just kind of recapping it in the way a lapsed fan would. B, uh, I mean, when we anything <laughs> in that cadence, did we? We didn't record that rumble, did we? No, no, that was before I was even in Chicago. That was the weekend before. Oh, God, you're right, you're Spencer right, you're right, you're right, 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 yeah. No. Yeah, so Spencer and I started getting uh, our buddy Radon to do Rumbles um, for the first time in his life. And it was like our second or third Rumble of the night. And Spencer is, um, as the kids say these days, lit. And, yeah. uh, and Spencer knocks over his shot glass and then just says, I spilled my beer. And right on, Which, just like, holy shit, dude, you're the most together person and you are just a baby right now. And we all <laughs> laughed for like 15 minutes. <coughs> and then turn during Potsdam weekend, it, it was it, it was told, it was referenced on multiple occasions and it was relived in a, in a, in a buzz state, if not just sto- sober state, when we were playing darts and Spencer was trying to do the math. <laughs> Because so I was trying trying to figure out like the score at five oh one turns out he goes, I need math. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't even like calling it back either. He's no. just he he just turns into a giant 
man baby yeah <laughs> you get a few drinks in them and it's the best yeah and and now like i did it totally like subconsciously at work i was like making my black friday list on uh, a, uh, a fucking index card at work and i use like the the pilot gel pen so like i put it in my pocket it was yeah and I, I took it out and grabbed it and like it smeared a couple of the words and i just went i smeared my list <laughs> out loud to nobody <laughs> And then fucking died and was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. Why are you crying? I swear, shut up. Uh, speaking of out loud to nobody, last week I was trying to figure out what I was going to do for lunch. And I'm just sitting at my desk working. And I say yep. out loud to nobody, the McRib is back. I, uh, when I got my McRib, what night, when we get the McRib, Samantha, Saturday? Yeah, it was like Saturday night and I was getting a late night McRib. Because I realized it was back, as, as you did. And I told him that story. And we both were just like hearing you say, oh, yeah, the McRib is back to yourself. And like, like I can see it on the tip of your tongue and like in the frontal lobe of your brain. It's it's just glorious. Mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm, it is glorious. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, I, I got a McRib, too. The McRib is yeah. great. Right. Yeah. It's it's bad, but it's great. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. All right, well, that's a good solid like eight minutes without football talk. Let's get into football talk, huh? So, uh, what we've been doing? This is week ten. My God, we have seven more weeks of this. Jesus, uh, it is wearing. I had a lot of gray hair because I have a um, one year old, but now I have a lot more gray hair because we talked football for ten weeks. Uh, this quarter of the season, um, I am taking the helm. I am going to a different a sporting website, pulling up the game, and I am asking you what the story was in that game, and then I'm reading you the first or second sentence of the recap of said game. You did pretty good last week. A lot of conjecture, a lot of, a lot of fun stuff. So uh, let's see what Yahoo Sports has to say about the week of football. Thursday night. The Seattle Seahawks defeated the Arizona Cardinals 22-16. to Rich, what was the story? The story was no one wanted to be there. And they were contractually <laughs> obligated. Because, because Thursday night is the new fetch. Stop trying to make Thursday night football happen. Wasn't how when the season do we get Wednesday? Isn't like Wednesday night football coming up sometime soon? And it's like ridiculous. Don't know. Don't care. Well, um, you're kind of close. Uh, also, I can already tell Yahoo, ooh, they're trying to be actual fucking writers. Russell oh, Wilson oh, is... Oh, so, uh, didn't Adrian Peterson... Oh, no, that was last week. Never mind. Go ahead with what you were going to say. <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson has been confounding the Arizona Cardinals with his escape antics for a long time. He did it again Thursday night in the biggest play of the Seahawks, 22-16 to victory. So I guess Russell Wilson had a big ass play. I thought the lead was going to be that uh, fucking uh, Richard Sherman like tore his Achilles. Oh yeah, that's right. He felt it pop. He felt yep. it roll all the way up his leg, and then he just like hung out for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> just letting um, who are the Thursday night commentators? Is it still Collinsworth and uh, what's his tits? Al Michaels? Oh, I I highly doubt it. For all I know, it's. It's uh, 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 Vern Lundquist's mashed potato tits and 
Seahorn. That is, you mean Jason Seahorn or Larry Seahorn? Vern Lundquist mashed potato tits is just the. Anytime you use Vern Lundquist as an adjective, you're in for a bad time. (laughs) Um, Yes, I don't have the records here. I don't think because I was trying to do that last week too. So everyone's got to kind of frame a reference. Yeah, Seahawks are six and three. Cardinals are four and five. Both those sound wrong. (laughs) Both sound like they should each be worse. Um, speaking. Uh, no, I mean the Seahawks are doing what we said they always do. Yeah, like, this is not surprising at all. The Cardinals, on the other hand, probably should be a little bit worse than they are. To be frank, I agree. Hmm, excuse me, try not to yawn a lot. Moving right along, the New Orleans Saints forty-seven, the Buffalo Bills ten. Ouchies. Um, didn't mean that at all, but I said it anyway. Uh, <laughs> Uh, where the fuck is the story on this game? Yeah, who doesn't have a story on this game? <laughs> it's all right. I got the story for you. The New Orleans Saints are back, but in a different way. It's true. It's the sequel. Reboot. Uh, yeah. Twist. Drew Brees doesn't throw any touchdowns in this one. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Mark Ingram. Yeah. Mark Ingram. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Mark Ingram. Oh, my God. Mark Ingram. <laughs> and Drew Brees had a rushing touchdown. But, yeah, this is like the first game. In like a bajillion years that he didn't have a um, he didn't have a passing touchdown. Uh, God, even the third string running back got a forty-one year old touchdown against the forty-one year old forty-one yard touchdown against the Bills. Also in garbage time, man, we're just killing it every single week now with these. I'm assuming uber fucking white quarterbacks. The Buffalo Bills have a quarterback who threw a seven yard pass to Nick O'Leary. His name is Nathan Peterman. <laughs> I swear I'm not making any of these up. (laughs) I'm not that. Uh, Nathan Peterman. Yes. He's like a, he sounds like, he sounds like an eighties yuppie. Like that, that the condo next door, slick back hair. Like he's uh, douchebag. Number three in American psycho. Absolutely. His, uh, his type of, uh, his font on his business card is called like faint whisper or something. Yeah. Was there a story they had there? I still couldn't find it. No, I think uh, it's going to be like ones with videos. Don't. I don't know what. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, that one just didn't have a fucking story to it. Uh, this one does, though. The Green Bay Packers, 23. The Chicago Bears, 16. Rich, what's the story? Uh, the story is Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, even as a hype man. <laughs> He's the split star of the NFL. Uh, yeah, you pretty much got it. The Green Bay Packers finally found a way to win without Aaron Rodgers. All they had to do was show up at Soldier Field. Brett Hundley. <laughs> All they had to do was show up. I told oh, you. fucking funny. Yeah, Yahoo's fun. Uh, Brett Hundley threw for 212 and a touchdown. And uh, they uh, snapped a three-game losing streak. Brett Hundley. This week, Brett Hundley sounds like a intramural flag football quarterback that keeps talking about, man, how good he was his sophomore year of high school. Uh, uh, a, a Hundley sounds like, uh, like slang for like a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like how much, it sounds like a shitty weekly world news headline for how much, uh, Hurley from lost, uh, Hurley from lost, lost in weight. He lost a Hundley. 
the Green Bay Packers moved to five and four. The Packers are three and uh, I'm sorry, the Bears are three and six. This is the second worst loss for the Bears this week after Seth Rollins uh, lost his uh, his uh, was out for the first time in Madden tournament history. That's really the story. That's really all the reason I wanted to talk football this week. <laughs> That's the biggest thing that happened in football to me. <laughs> was the champ has been out uh, has been eliminated. Uh, uh, Yep. Bear, well, yeah, Bears, uh, uh, frankly, should be worse and should be in the race for uh, first round or the f- number one overall pick, whereas uh, the Packers might stick around and there's rumblings that, like, if they're in it by the end of the season, like, Rodgers might try to come back. Of course he's going to. Of course he's going to. Um, But that... Everybody just sucks, so like, yeah, that might work out. Yeah, and you know, like, like just by playing football, you're going to be nothing more than a, 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 a twig in a hurricane by the end of your career, anyway. So by the end of your life, at least. Woo! Let's keep it rolling, baby. <laughs> the Detroit Lions, Detroit, Cleveland. If you can afford to buy the game. Then you get a free Thanksgiving turkey. Uh, Detroit thirty-eight, Cleveland twenty-four. Detroit goes to five and four. The Cleveland Browns move to zero and nine. Woo! Thank you, Samantha, for that extra commentary in the background. What's the story, Rich? Nothing to see here, folks. Move it along. We're not Detroit. Well. You're right. If you were, you would have won. Yep. Nope. Yep. That's that's the point. That's the point of the game. That's the point of the joke. Why can I not find fucking? Here we go. I just got to go to this one. Uh, Matthew Stafford started slow, getting sacked on his first snap and throwing a pick on his second drive. He bounced back and threw three touchdowns in the second half to help the Lions beat the winless Browns. Yep. That's about all that game's got. The Browns are going to be the next Owen. They've lost to the last Owen sixteen team. Are they going to be the next one? Are you asking me? Yes, yes. That was a question directed oh, towards you. That's a question. Stop it. Of course. What's the rest of their schedule? Can we see the rest of their schedule, or is that against the rules? Uh, no, nah, it's against the rules now. <laughs> Just because I don't feel like looking it up. <laughs> okay. Well, like, who? Who in the league do they potentially beat? I there's one team I could think of that they potentially beat. I have two. Number one, who better than the Browns? Um, that's a Canyon reference. Uh, the Giants and the Niners, who played each other I, this week, and we'll get to that. I think the Niners could beat the Browns. I think so too. I'm just saying, like on any given Sunday, you know. No, but I like for like. Nine out of ten weeks, if you were to put them head to head, I think, like, actually, no, no, no. If you were to put them head to head, five out of five, or fuck, the Browns and the Giants make you stupid. Yep. Uh, ten weeks, they each win five, whereas against the Niners, I feel like they at least come out with like seven or eight against the Browns. No, I think the Browns and the Giants, uh, ten weeks, they don't go five and five. They somehow manage to go like. Three, four, and three. <laughs> well, sure, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Next, the Tennessee Titans, 24. The Cincinnati Bengals, 20. Rich, what's the story here? Uh, you know, hey, uh, when you got a when you got a team, try and win like us, the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> it's like the shittiest infomercial ever. And you're right, the Tennessee Titans are starting to show they can finish in style. Well, they buzz light you're falling. Uh, their <laughs> the result is the best start for the franchise since 2008. Uh, yeah, so this is their longest winning streak, winning five straight in 2009. Oh, since winning five straight. So, yeah. Titans. Uh, and by the way, uh, the Browns have Jacksonville, Cincinnati, Chargers, Green Bay, Baltimore, Chicago, and Pittsburgh left. They might be able to win that Chicago game. That's the only one I say. Yep, that's about it. And we're going to fuck up that number one pick. Um, the Bengals, Marvin Lewis still has a job. Um, I, Fontez Burfick got ejected for the first oh, time, finally. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know a lot about him, but like all indications are that he's like one of the worst people ever. He's ornery. But look, man, nobody's perfect, all right? Oh, fuck you so much. How many of our friends would have had the team name of Perfect Strangers if we still were playing fantasy football? Well, I mean, they'd be taking it straight from Cousin Sal, but yeah. Yeah, all right, fine. So for us to be like Mr. Perfect. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah, Kurt Halfback or something. I don't know. Um, there's no good Kurt or Henning puns related to football. If you can come up with one, tell me whatever. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers over the Indianapolis Colts, 20-17. to 17. Rich, what's that beautiful, beautiful beef story? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Steelers probably should have won by more. They... Uh believe it was a field goal uh, towards the end if not time expiring and uh, more dances um and ben roethlisberger still ain't ain't good anymore time expiring is correct this yahoo thing is really gonna piss me off because last time I opened up on my computer, my computer froze, so I'm trying to do it on my phone. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to make them up now. Uh, yeah, uh, Ben Roethlisberger is a fatty dum-dum, and the kicker saves the day over the Colts, who shouldn't even really be a football team anymore. Like, I nailed that. But the, uh, the Steelers, like, they're still, like, labeled as good, right? But it's all... Defense and Le'Veon Bell, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, if it's even at all like any Le'Veon Bell, I feel like it's more so Antonio Brown, probably. Uh, and it's that type. It's the I, the Ringers NFL podcast to, or yesterday was uh, titled "It's that time of the season where you are what your record says you are." Whether or not that was in jest, because I was kind of half listening to the episode. Um, like, no, no, that's not always the case. Um, right. Uh, and I don't think it's the case with the Steelers. Like, they're, they're probably going to get in the playoffs, yeah, but because it's like, you know, someone has to finish their sentences, Rich. That's why <laughs> I'm not done with my sentence. And talk it's about you have to. the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have players like Antonio Brown. He dances in the end zone, and that's pretty much what he's known for now. 
wide receiver. Oh, that was the end of a that was the end of a sentence. Sorry. <laughs> you, you know Damn. it. I finally found out. Ben Roethlisberger's old game plan still works. Pittsburgh's quarterback water. kept taking shots Sunday, and eventually the Steelers' playmakers broke through. He threw two second-half touchdowns, raised a 14-point deficit. Okay. Cool, man. Speaking of cool, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 15. The New York Jets, 10. Rich, what's the story? The New York Jets... Were worried about their lost luggage, even though they were at home. And <laughs> they weren't, but that's okay. <laughs> they okay then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just worried about everyone's lost luggage. Just you know, they're they're warriors. Uh, uh, fucking, uh, I don't know. For real, uh, Jameis bounces back after rocky start last week. I don't know. Nope. That Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge game, baby! James didn't even start, right? Nope. For Ryan Fitzpatrick, beating the New York Jets was not as much about getting the best of his old team as it was helping the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get back on track. Okay. Uh, Yeah, they snap a five-game losing streak as Jameis sits his dumbass on the sidelines, and Ryan Fitzpatrick will now get more money somewhere else because he is going to bamboozle people into thinking... That he's okay again. Technically, the concept of a Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge game uh, is very broad because I feel like that could be half the teams in the league. It's true. God, this game was Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Josh McCown as starting quarterbacks. This game should. What up, 2012? In hell? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Uh, Bucks are three and six. The Jets are four and six, and those are both starting to sound right. Mm-hmm. Took a little while, but we're there. Uh, speaking of start a while, start a while ago, and we're there. Minnesota Vikings thirty-eight, Washington Redskins thirty. Absolutely. What's the story, Rich? Um, who's the who's the dude that they got starting again? The Vikings. Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Case Justin Ke- Justin Case Keenum. Case Keenum uh, looking strong in the start, while Teddy Two Gloves still practicing, hoping to get in there. Uh, which at any moment, d- depending on how devastating his leg injury really was, if he slips on a banana peel, he could become Teddy One Gloves and get his other hand amputated. Uh, members of the Minnesota Vikings offense leapfrogged over each other, then did the same to the Washington Redskins. I guess they played actual leapfrog at some point. Um, yeah, Case Keenum. Four different touchdowns to four different receivers. Teddy Bridgewater on the sidelines for the first time. We're 7-2. and two. What is happening? That's all it took was me just not watching. And that division. And, and that division, yes. I feel like it's in, like, you know, no shots. I ain't trying to I ain't trying to, you know, tear anyone down for my own misery. Uh, but I do feel like it's a pretty hollow record. Like, like Steelers oh. plus. You know what I mean? Oh, 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 we're getting, oh, we're getting bounced in the first round. <laughs> but let me enjoy this, man. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. 
Not that I really even am enjoying or caring. <laughs> it's just it gives me something to talk about every week. I'm going to get that Case Keenum jersey. Jacksonville Jaguars, 20. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! <laughs> Don't even finish it. You ain't got to know anything else other than the Jacksonville Jaguars winning games at the last second. Josh Lambeau, Blake Bortles, let him run the offense. No huddle. Call it on the fly. No one else needed. Let him just chuck it down the field. Irrational confidence, baby. <laughs> yeah, man, you hit it. The first words are Josh Lambeau. So, you know, this was like a nutty game. Uh, Josh Lambeau kicked the ball, watched it clear the crossbar, and then took off running the other way. <laughs> you still don't know if he made it or not yet. He didn't stop until he took a stalker-style celebratory slide on both knees near midfield. It was a fitting end to a wild and wacky game that was filled with big plays and even bigger mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that sounds like a Jaguars-Chargers game, all right. Yeah, man. The, I, just, uh, I love it. They got a fucking horseshoe up their ass, and I just don't want it to ever end. Seriously, I don't want the Jaguars to ever have a losing season for the rest of time, and I want Roger Goodell to get paid $50 million and have a private jet for life. The Jags are six and three. The Chargers are three and six. God, the Jaguars, man! It's been too long. You think? You think Philip Rivers was looking across the field, going him, 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 him? Before his, before his time is up, I want Philip Rivers to get knocked unconscious on a football field. I think that'd be hilarious. He deserves it. He's such a dick. <laughs> It'd be just like, just like lights out, like in the back of his head, eyes rolling, just like, like someone makes his bones collapse. You, you have six kids in another county and be over competitive and not be a dick. <laughs> He's getting paid either way. Well, hey man, look, if we're gonna rock on the Jacksonville train, we gotta keep looking towards hashtag. Rams, Jags, SB, Ow. Because the... I'm, I'm fucking... I'm very happy thinking about it. I can tell. You sound like you just bricked. Uh, the Rams, 33. The Texans, 7. Spanking that ass. Yo. Rams, I, they're unstoppable. Are... They're unstoppable. Like, fucking forget about it. Yeah, rest of the NFC get out of the way. Who'd we who'd we say like oh yeah? No, yeah, the Eagles. Fuck you, Eagles. It's boring. You've been good lately. Sort of. In spurts. Either way, fuck you, East Coast bias. Let's go LA. God damn it. I didn't want it to work so bad, and now I want it to work so bad. Fuck it. I'm flip-flopping. Fucking Carson Wentz. For no, that's a different guy. Who's their golf? Fucking oh, let's go golfing. Uh, huh? Jonathan, Jonathan Groff. <laughs> Jared Dorf does golf. No, no, not a big Dorf fan. You remember Dorf, the Tim Conway character? Trying to find this fucking Yahoo. Fix your shit, man. It was a broken system. Whose dumb idea this was? 
Um, after the final whistle of the Rams' fourth consecutive victory, Robert Woods looked up in the stands, stands and felt the love from thousands of frenzied L.A. fans who stuck around for another blowout win. Hey, man, they got to do something until the Lakers get good. (laughs) It's true. It's going to be a while. Yeah. It is going to be a minute. Um, I just lost my fucking spot. Really shouldn't be the one that's running this. I really shouldn't. I'm such a mess. I'm so tired. Ugh, that's coming. Hold on. There we go. Uh, Next, Atlanta Falcons 27. The Dallas Cowboys 7. Falcons five and four, Cowboys five and four, just touching dicks. What's the story, Rich? Man, the Cowboys really should have started a left tackle, huh? <laughs> uh, what I, I actually, like I said, I watched like the littlest I've watched all year on Sunday. What did I miss? Uh, their left tackle was out for the game, and Adrian Claiborne had like six sacks and like. Dak just didn't stand a chance, and it was it was ugly. It was just bad. Yeah, uh, Adrian's uh, Falcons. Adrian Claire Claiborne earns massive bonus with six sacks against Cowboys, um, and also Ezekiel Elliott. With the Dallas Cowboys knew it would be tough to get by without Ezekiel Elliott. Turns out they missed Tyron Smith even more, being uh, called one of the greatest <laughs> pass rushing performances in NFL history. Well, this is what I lost. Wonderful. Yeah, here's or what, what I, I missed. Uh, Adrian Claiborne must have thought he was the one replacing Ezekiel Elliott in the Dallas Cowboys backfield. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, what was I even fucking doing on Sunday? I don't even remember. I can't even remember my life anymore. What was I, doing like, on Sunday? I had rehearsal on a show. I had. What the fuck were we doing? No, she's a, she's a oh. sleep. You know what I did on Sunday? I huh. went to uh, the uh, 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 Broadcasting Museum uh, hmm. here in Chicago and yeah. saw the SNL exhibit. Ooh, hell yeah. yeah uh, didn't you... Yeah. Yeah, well, what was it again? again I'm forgetting that. Uh, my mem- my, I'm, I, I got Alzheimer's in the past 30 minutes. I sent you uh, Norm MacDonald's Burt Reynolds costume. Yes, that's right. And what is, who is, who is Scrappy do? <laughs> uh it is it is very very cool um nice. yeah like as jaded as you may be over snl like seeing all sorts of like artifacts and like even beyond the costumes like they have a lot of early day stuff there um like they have the original like teletext from uh from lorne to dick ebersall like basically outlining what the show was gonna be for the next 42 years um uh like just random memos and notes from like the first season like there's just a note from bill murray uh that just says uh, hey lorne i got here on time and no one was here so i left faithfully bill murray that's like, amazing yes that's awesome that's that's all i need um and then yeah and then like you do see like the sets and costumes and everything and and you just yeah you just go to that place where you're just like oh this is great <laughs> um i remember doing sunday sangri was in town so we hung out all day i feel like such a <laughs> dick i feel like such an asshole we had a great time uh speaking of a great time 
the San Francisco 49ers 31, the New York Giants 21. Niners getting their first win. The Giants still with their first win. Uh, Rich, what's the story? Pardon me. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> the Giants are in a bad way. Um, and uh, uh, Marquise Goodwin scored a very emotional and sad touchdown. He did. As the clock ticked down, Coach Kyle Shanahan got doused with some Gatorade on the celebratory sideline for the San Francisco 49ers because this was their Super Bowl. That's not what it said. I'm added that editorial comment. This win had been a long time coming. The headline, however, Rich, beat hard, leads 49ers past Giants for first win of season. What a masterpiece. And it is is Beathard, but... I just want to give myself some props for my episode art masterpiece last week. It's pretty good. Oh, I don't, I don't fillet myself often, but when I do, it's because I <laughs> Photoshop someone's head onto the Captain Ron poster. <laughs> Can it say every single time I've ever seen your dick in your mouth? It's because of that. <laughs> it's because of that. Uh, yeah, the Giants really. Like the Browns don't have a win, but they are definitely, I feel like, better than the Giants. They're just, they just are. Yeah, yeah. They're There's putting a, up a goddamn effort. I mean, yeah. Like that's the thing. It's not like the well, I mean, it's not like the Browns aren't always trying. The Giants just are always not trying. They 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 have openly, according to the news, given up on their coach. They yeah. just have given up. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. You get the straightest answer, answers in the country just by asking a New York Giants football player, hey, did you give up on a coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't have any sacks. Um, <laughs> they didn't have a sack. God damn it. That yeah. is amazing. How do you not sack once? <sighs> you know, remember when I, uh, I called them the New York Organized Football Giants? Like, that's not that. Now it's not even applicable, calling them organized. They are the, the New York preschool hand-painting giants. <laughs> and they find a way to fuck that up as well. Yeah. That doesn't look like a turkey at all, you just idiots. Why'd you, why'd you trace your head? <laughs> the New England Patriots. Seahorn. Seahorn. The New England Patriots, 41. The Denver Broncos, 16. I dropped my phone. (laughs) (laughs) It landed right on the mouse, which was hovering over the hang up button. I was like, shit. (laughs) Oh, fuck. All right. You up for some mousetrap later? Yeah, absolutely. Right, these fucking Republicans beat these stoners. What happened? <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> exactly what you thought was going to happen. Like, come on. Oh, the Broncos, man, are fucking poor. They're just poor. There's a poor team. Yeah, it's uh, it's all it's all stupid. A good team played a bad team, and 
And Belichick's just outwardly saying fake news in press conferences now. We're living in a fucking parody of life in the NFL. <laughs> Did he really? Did he yeah. really do that? Yeah. God, he's he's the worst. I, I there, There's going to be an, a 30 for 30 coming out. The two Bills. It's going to be about Belichick and Parcells and how uh, Bill, Bill Belichick's lips and tongue are still surgically attached to Bill Parcells' testicles. And um, I saw that after the commercial for the uh, – it was a commercial for the Nature Boy. And I was like, oh, that'll be fun to hate. I'm uh, shocked he sat down long enough for his – to be recorded because he doesn't offer his likeness up for any of the fucking games. He's a fucking weird prick. Oh, tell me a name for the best. <laughs> No, it's not, because think of all the jokes we could have made over the course of 10 years about how awful video game Bill Belichick looked. Yeah, well, whatever. I'm just saying. I'm trying to find the recap here. This is so complicated. Just keep showing me the fucking video. Yeah, do it. We only got one more game. Uh, Denver is no longer Tom Brady's house of horrors, and the Broncos surely don't scare anybody anymore. Beat me again. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah. Well, Although the, the Broncos are getting bad enough to where uh, they should just like show video images of bugs and maggots on the field I mean, <laughs> as they play. <laughs> what else you got? That's, that's about it. That's as good as it's going to get. Uh, and last but not least, and speaking of as good as it's going to get... Monday night, the Carolina Panthers, 45. The Dolphins of Miami, 21. Rich, what's the story? The Miami Dolphins have been outscored 8,053 to negative 49 in their last four primetime games. All right, Rich, tell us what the real number is. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, tell us what the fake number is. Yeah, <laughs> I fucked that joke up. Um, it's, 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 yes, that was exaggerated, but like, it's also the real thing is also very, very, very bad. They are very bad on prime time. Why is that? Because they, because like, they are very bad in, in any time. But <laughs> also, like, in the games that are just like a one or four. Like, they will, like, hang around until they can maybe sort of make a comeback in the fourth quarter. But when it's on prime time, like, they know their parents are watching and they become the disappointments that they all fucking are. <laughs> uh, this game was the fourth worst Monday Night Football rating in ESPN history. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Ooh, put that on the patch next season. Oh, it's glorious. Um, yeah, uh, oh, here it is. Uh, Newton found it. Cam Newton threw for 254 yards and four touchdowns and ran for 95. Panthers routed the Dolphins 45-21. Yeah, I got here. Cam Newton was tired of the Carolina Panthers defense getting all the glory. So was pretty much the uh, uh, the lead of this story is the Carolina Panthers played themselves. <laughs> Pretty much. The Dolphins barely should have. Well, you know, it's hard when you have national games in prime time because you don't want to look like drowned out and like exhausted from all the coke you've done. 
am I supposed to respond to that? You know, just your team's high on coke most of the time, and it's catching up to them. Is what I'm saying. That's not new to this season. They just got caught this season. The one guy did. Yeah, but it's just you know, uh, over under twenty nine and a half Miami Dolphins players that are routinely high on cocaine. Now come up with something better. That's a that's an old story. How about this? Mm-hmm. In an eight minute span, the game got away from us. Coach Adam Gase said, "It snowballed. We couldn't prevent the big runs once they got going." It's <laughs> just like a oh well. So when's your next national game? Yeah, you're on Thursday, right? They actually they actually flexed you into the Thursday game. I think at this point they should. I do believe that is the case. Yes. Wait, I was being fucking sarcastic. Are you serious? No, we do because we play the Bucks next week to make up for that game, uh, the Week One game. And nope, no, no, no. It's on Sunday. No, yeah. Okay, it's it's Sunday, Sunday at one. No, I was I was gonna say, oh my god, why are they doing this to us? Not even the Dolphins to us. No, but that was a, a long stretch of the primetime games. Well, they were they were a playoff team last year. Mm-hmm. Last year. Cool. All right. Well, my child is crying upstairs. So um, I think it's about time we wrap this up. And that uh, was week 10 in the NFL. Uh, we're almost Cha-cha-cha. there. It was. It was. Um, and that's that's all I got. Nothing nothing else major or crazy to report here. Uh, did you finish Mindhunter yet? I have not. I've been incredibly busy. That's why I don't have much of anything else to discuss. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a uh, one-year-old birthday party next week and family coming into town and uh, holidays and visitors and all kinds of fun stuff. So I'm at, I'm at a little uh, impasse at the moment, but hopefully in the next couple of weeks when all that's cleared up, I will be able to talk more. Go. Go. Take us home, Rich. Yep. Uh, thank you very much for uh, dialing us up and giving us a listen and uh, rating, reviewing, uh, which I know you've all done. Obviously, we're number one on Apple Podcasts. It's not. It's not true. That's an untruth I just told. Um, but it'd be cool as hell if it uh, happened. So, yeah, uh, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you do listen to your podcast pleasures um you can also find us on arcadeaudio.net home of all the other wonderful shows on arcade audio um it's where you could also find uh, uh arcadeaudio.net slash merch uh until november 19th use promo code joy 2017 get free shipping on the official shirt of dilettante ball uh the devil's christmas uh it's a pretty tight shirt uh, i got mine on the way and, um, of course, you could also head on over to patreon.com uh, slash arcade audio and uh, become a patron of ours and uh, get yourself some uh, cool rewards uh, in exchange for supporting the network and being a very dope listener and supporter. Um, and as always, you could follow us uh, on twitter um and hit us up with anything you felt like we missed uh we're we were 
skimming a whole lot this week. So uh, if there's any sort of big plot lines uh, that you feel like we kind of just uh, uh, skipped on by, uh, hit us up, Blank Slate Pod on Twitter. Um, and um, you can find myself, uh, Rich Cammy, on Twitter and Instagram, and Mullet. I am at your host, Mullet38 on Instagram, your host, Mullet, on Twitter. Um, if you say something, I'm not a dick. I'll get back to you in a couple weeks. <laughs> uh, what are you guys watching on Married with Movies this week? Uh, this week's episode is The Minis uh, with Andrew Zangry. It is an experience. Uh, it was definitely something to behold. Uh, if you didn't hear last week, uh, that is a film, uh, and I use that term loosely, and I'm not, that's not even really a joke. It is loosely a film. It is, it is really just a series of montages put together for 75 minutes in a row um, with Dennis Rodman teaching and playing basketball to a team of dwarves. I have the correct phrasing right. I do not, for the most part, on the podcast itself, but I go into that in depth. Um, and then is we it, have... Is it, is it full of teachable moments? It very much is. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, well, it's... Good. As I say, I'm like, look, up until like a couple years ago, I didn't know that that's what we weren't supposed to say. So now it's just like, I still call them divas every now and then. You know, once you've been trained to say something, it's hard to get it out of your mind. Um, but this movie showed me the way. Uh, and then <laughs> oh, the, good. Yeah, as, as I believe the angry on the podcast, that's the one thing this movie was made for is for you to stop saying the, the M word. Um, <laughs> oh, God. All right. Good. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, we got Thanks Jilly coming up as we're calling it on Married Movies. Uh, we're going to have one uh, a Thanksgiving movie and a movie to celebrate Jillian's one year birthday. Back to back weeks. We have holidays. Fun time over at Married Movies. And Potts Walker are going to be talking some news, going to be playing some games. Um, let's wrap up the year. Fun I time will, for both uh, of us. Unfortunately, not be on this week's Potts Woggle. Um, yes. uh, for reasons I'll probably talk about next week on the Blank Slate. I meant uh, to open up the show with a specific thing, but I'm glad I didn't. I'll open it up with it next week. Okay. Um, I wanted to hear your thoughts on, uh, on the... Nature Boy, 30 for 30. I love that. That was great. I mean, it, it's about as good as you can get for covering the greatest professional wrestler's career on an ESPN documentary in 90 minutes. Well, in really like 70 minutes. Um, yeah, it was good. Uh, a lot of good stuff. You, you don't get that flair a lot in interviews. He's normally pretty, pretty Ric Flair in, ter in terms of his opinions and the way that he acts, but there's a couple really awesome, good moments in there. I like the animation stuff in it. I like the undertaker's midlife crisis outfit. Um, I like Hulk Hogan being blatantly honest for the first time ever. Now, was he being honest in his head or in Terry Bollea's head? <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, it depends. Which one has the bigger pe penis again? Mm -hmm. Terry Bollea. No, Hulk Hogan has the big yeah. penis. All right. So that was Terry Bollea. Uh, yeah, good stuff all around. I hope that we, I hope we get more of those. I would be very good after the XFL and after this. Give me more of that world and the insanity that it, that is 
you know, quote unquote sports entertainment. So. Are you going to ask me? Oh, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I thought you were just going to go ahead and say it. I know I had to ask. No, you know, banter. Uh, so, Rich, what did you think of the Nature Boy 30 for 30? What a fan. You didn't like it? I, I, the more I thought about it, the less I liked it. Like, I was lukewarm as I was watching it. Just as a documentary, I felt it just kind of, like, failed on several things it could have latched onto as sort of a, a thesis or a way in. And mm-hmm. it just kind of like, well, we got to cover all these years. So let's cover all these years. I mean, like, there's big gaps and there's focuses on things I wouldn't have focused on. But well, it's I, not even that. But like, they didn't focus on things that like no one's ever focused on, or like no one's ever even asked. Like the, the like for the sheer fact that like both his adoptive parents, which one I didn't even know he was ever adopted, but both of his adoptive yeah. parents were like super huge into like community theater and were super disapproving of like what he did, not just the way he lived his life, but what he did as a profession. But what he did as a profession was regional theater you know like had anyone ever thought to ask him like had did he has he ever put those two together you know and what they would think about it if they framed it that way or like just kind of go down that route that kind of thing there were three interviews that i found particularly interesting throughout the whole thing that showed for for many different reasons um one was the sting interview um and just uh, kind of illuminated like how sort of big picture and like the kind of the like the, the the breadth of perspective that Ric Flair had for presentation and and like just making the shit out of Sting like telling him pound your chest here like who the fuck like is saying that to their opponent today or whatever yeah. you know like mm-hmm. like to that degree that was awesome um the uh, the Hogan thing was desperately interesting because yeah, like it's one of those things where it's just like what he is saying is factually correct, but I don't think he buys it for a second. Nope. Uh, and then the other one that was more so, if anything, um, heartbreaking was uh, was Triple H's uh, interview. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I feel like that's another thing that like, yeah, like you can, if it wasn't such like a, an authorized documentary, and if you didn't have any sort of natural investment in not pissing off your subject, like those are questions that kind of need to be asked. Like, if you're doing the documentary proper, like, pure. Um, but for what it was and for, you know, like, yeah, let's let's just not piss the old man off. Let's keep everything above board so we can still use all the clips. Like, I get it. You got to play the game because they hold all the cards. But there was just a lot left on the table that had just never been breached before. Yeah, I, I think they're fair points. I mean, I, it's yeah, like you said, that it, it's going to be done a certain way if you if you want everything, and so you got to kind of Play make back. up for it. Yeah, I I, I I get I get all your points. I get all your points. I, yeah. I thought they were get I thought they were getting there with the theater stuff, and they just never touched on it. But again, that you know, 
or the mass audience than not the the fans that we are. Yeah. Wrestling is not an art form to those people. So, like, if they go that route, they're not even going to make that connection. Like, it's not going to work, unfortunately. I mean, it's... We're, a, we're, we're a long way away, away from that. I mean, it's a... It could have been the way in for it. Um, sure, sure. But, but it's, it's yeah, because also, like, in the second half, it just became, like, anything you could find on the WWE Network, just as far as, like... Yep, and then he was, uh, then he was in the, the Four Horsemen. And then, uh, then he went to the WWF. And then went to the WCW. Yeah, he went back to WWF, and it was WWE, and um, he retired. You know? It just, yeah, you know. Just such a rich subject. Sure. I mean, I, I was upset it was in two hours. I thought, like, the extra time would have been great for it, but... Uh, and I think it'll definitely it it killed in ratings. Like it did great. Like it won the yeah. evening sure. for for that demographic. So I think they'll the easiest ESPN will see that and be like, okay, cool, let's make more of those in that in that realm. You know, I'm I'm hoping that the Andre Doc on HBO is kind of takes a few takes learns a few lessons from from this. Hopefully, we'll see. Uh, I'm glad you finally got a chance to watch it. I just watched it the other day because I know it was like a ear cord cutter, so it was hard for you to find. Yeah, well, you know, where there's there's a will, there's a way for us uh, degenerates of new media. Um, mm. And yeah, um, as for me, uh, I'll be in a show by the time this comes out. I'll be in a show tomorrow night at the Bug House Theater at eight o'clock, um, and. That is free. Uh, so come on out to that in Chicago, Illinois. Um, that's all I got. Uh, cool. Any last thoughts? I know I kind of hijacked the last 15 minutes here from you after you said you had to go. So I'm sorry. All right. You're good, bro. No, I'm I'm, I'm all right. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to do the whole thing over again. Cause that's life. <laughs> I just explain life really quickly. That's <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's just it's a busy it's a busy time for your for your your co-host here. So yeah. gotta, gotta right. make sure we're getting our stuff in. Cool. Um, well, thank you very much, Mullet. Uh, for Mullet, this is Rich. Saying you can go ahead and delete this now. Catch us later. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net. Ah. We did it. It sounded all right with the, the catchphrase at the end and, and, and the parts and all that. Yeah. I mean, it always sounded good. You just you just didn't like it. No. I've I, always liked it. What I'm saying is I like it uh, in two parts. Oh, in two. Yeah, that was the problem. Yeah. That was the problem. Yeah, we figured it out. It took us uh, five, three years, four years, five years. Uh, it took us 69 us. episodes, baby. Ooh. Yeah. The road to 69 has been completed. We were going to double our episodes total by the time the season's over.